welcome everybody to episode, unlucky for some, but episode 13 of Raising the Bar this week. So I know you've had a little bit of a couple of weeks with us of doing differing topics, but thank you so much to everyone who's been carrying on listening and uh, welcome to the newest episode. Yeah, welcome everybody. Episode 13, we're here. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Uh, we have so many loyal listeners who we just get great feedback from and love recording for as well. I mean... As Aaron said before, episode 13, wow. I know, I can't believe we've got this far, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, double <laughs> figure, I mean, above well about double figures now. <laughs> but yeah, so here we are, and um, we've actually made a change of scenery this week, so we usually record in one of the bedrooms, just because we get slightly better acoustics in there. We thought we'd give it a go this week and record in the lounge, so let us know your thoughts on the episode this week. If you we do get a bit of echo, or a bit echoey for you guys, then our apologies, we'll obviously move back to our normal stomping ground. Yeah, exactly, and obviously we got two microphones as well which might help with a bit of flow but it took forever to get it set up <laughs> it did take forever but here we are and now this is this week's episode and we can tell you what we've got coming up for this week's episode of raising the bar can't we jason we can indeed but before we get to that a special special congratulations to our friends danielle and ryan on getting engaged in edinburgh well done, guys. That's great news. I'm I, delighted for you. And I can say I was there. Absolutely. It could be like a Jason was here, 2021. Was here. <laughs> I was there. I put my Scottish accent on. Oh, we Jimmy. <laughs> oh, we laddie. The dialect changed for me when I went up there. Absolutely. Did you enjoy it, by the way? Yeah, it was really good. Really good city. I definitely recommend going to Edinburgh. Yeah, it's good. I've been to Edinburgh. But it was a magical occasion for them too. And yeah, I did say I'd give them a shout out and a massive congratulations to start the episode on. Special mention. Absolutely. So no, thank you so much, Jason. That's lovely. And congratulations, Danielle and Ryan. I know you guys are good listeners of ours and we really appreciate you guys listening. And congratulations. Uh, we look forward to the wedding. Um, obviously, I probably won't be invited, but you will be. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, but yeah. I'll be invited with a security by then, you know, bodyguard. <laughs> But yeah, congratulations to you guys, and um, that's absolutely brilliant. But uh, this week, we've gone to look at things of 2021, and obviously we looked at one of everyone's favourite topics, which is film. We put a little vote out, actually, and thank you everyone who voted for what you all wanted to hear more about, and I believe one of the things you did want to hear more of was more about film. Which so, is music to my ears. Absolutely, and mine. So, um, <laughs> so what we've done is we've done a little top ten for you. We've done a top ten films that we have seen, and I believe, did we do released or just seen in 2021? Just seen. So it doesn't have to have been released in 2021. Not that yeah, a lot of mine were this year. I think but, all of mine were. Yeah, <laughs> but it's mainly for, you know, we would have seen films that we haven't seen before and they would be much better than, say, watching another Fast and the Furious film that came out this year, which isn't on my list. And, you what? know, yeah, I know. What a shame. <laughs> but, you know, just stuff like that because then I can, we can appreciate the films that we've watched over the year. Absolutely. So I'm going to be honest, when I did mine, I just did ones that came out this year. So I haven't done any that I have watched this year that didn't come out but to be honest most of the films I watched this year were ones that came out this year so it's all the same it's all swings and roundabouts exactly so that's all good so yeah so um, with that in mind um, we should get started with our number 10 so um, what I'll do is Jason you can go first oh thank you you're such oh, a gentleman ever so gentleman you're super light you're such an English gentleman <laughs> 
Took yeah, about down, absolutely. But yeah, see what I'm interested in what your number, top ten's going to be because again we haven't seen each other's, so we don't know who's done yeah, what. We never give it away. Absolutely. I mean, I can probably guess what Aaron's number one is, but yeah, that's different. And I can probably guess, guess what one of Jason's tops going to be. I don't think it's going to be the same number one as mine, but I think I can guess what top one of top Jason's top ones is going to be. I think I actually know what your number one's going to be. Well, if I was having a guess in my mind, but um, we'll see. Well, my number ten is came out this year. It was one of the first cinema releases, not the first, but one of the earlier ones. Black Widow. Yeah. So the reason it's in my top 10, I did enjoy the film. It wasn't the best MCU film, but I did enjoy it. The reason I put it in 10 was because it was the first film that I went to the cinema post-COVID to see. And it had that added, I really enjoyed it because it was the first time being back in the cinema in God knows how long. And I think that added to the effects, as well as sitting in recliner seats. I went with Josh. Shout oh, yeah. out to Josh Burgess. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we went recliner seats and it was that awesome experience of seeing that. And it was a good film, to be fair. Loved it's Yelena as well. Yelena's such a funny character. She is a good character. You know what? It's one of the things, actually, speaking of cinema, now you brought it up, that obviously a lot of people have missed because people during COVID obviously were shut. And, um, you know, people haven't had a chance to go back to the cinema again to go to see movies and go and see ones they actually enjoy so you know I mean I don't know if you saw it or if you ever keep up to date with stocks and shares have you seen AMC the American no. cinema chain you know their stocks have like shut up ridiculously even that's they're mad. not going it's because people are pumping the shares and that's completely unrelated yeah, exactly. but, um, but yeah people are talking about AMC but the cinema it's great that people mm. can go back there now and you're allowed to go back and you can go mm. see some really good films there as well Black Widow being one of them exactly. um, but yes yeah, so that is a very good shout for number 10 oh, thank um, you. and obviously you get to see a lot of your Elena and Scarlett Johansson as Natasha. Yeah. So, um, very good film, very good choice. And also actually. the Red Guardian, David Harvey. Oh, he's he was funny. very funny. He's it? very funny. He was very good My in that film. My goals! <laughs> <laughs> he was really good in that film. I enjoyed him. Um, yeah, do you want to know what my number 10 is? Yeah, I, I want to know, Aaron. Let's cool. get your number 10 out nice. of the way. Nice. So my number 10, actually, was a film I only watched recently, but I actually really enjoyed um, at number 10. It was a Netflix film um, that came out this year, and it was Night Teeth. Hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, Tell us about Night Teeth. Night Teeth is basically, for any of you guys who've heard of the film Collateral with Jamie Foxx and Tom Cruise, it was very similar to that, however, with vampires in it, um, which sounds odd, um, but it was actually really good because there was a lot of action in it, um, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, but there was also lots of obviously driving around, lots of shooting, lots of eating. I'm not really one for vampire films, to be honest. It's not really my cup of tea. It's is not it really films I enjoy. Twilight meets uh, Collateral. Well, I don't know. I've never seen Twilight, so I wouldn't know. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's it was it was good. Though. I enjoyed it. It was between, to be honest, this and another film that is comes up in my special mentions later for number ten. Um, actually, there's a couple. Um, it was difficult to think of number ten because my my top, mm. I would say nine were really easy, but tenth was a bit more difficult because it was yeah. difficult to think of what are, though, one. Is that one that you got cut off? Like yeah, you think, oh, I could chuck that in there, and you got to cut them off. Didn't you? Yeah, I've got a couple. Funny enough, I've got a few films that I've put as um, mentions, and I've actually got a couple as ones that I haven't seen, so I can't talk about what they're like. But I actually forgot they were released, so um, we'll see what happens with them. But my number ten was Night Teeth. Really enjoyed it. It was quite an easy watch film on Netflix. So if you want to watch it, it's worth watching. Hmm, a very good choice. I haven't seen it, but Absolutely. yeah, it's definitely worth watching. You should watch, watch it. Actually. It's good. Yeah, there it's we go. Definitely watch it. Um, yeah. So what's your number nine? My number nine. I don't know if you've seen it or not. But it came out in 2020, towards the end of the year. It was Chadwick Boseman's last film. Well, last um, oh, main film. I know film what you were going to say. It's a good film. I can't say it in American accent. Can't say it British. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Oh, no, I haven't. I thought you were going to say 21 Bridges. 21. Yeah, I have seen that. That was last <laughs> that year. That was a good film. <laughs> 21 Bridges. I thought you were going to say 21 Bridges. That's what I thought you were getting at. Well, it was his last mainstream film performance. 
But obviously, and you can see in the film his um, condition as well. You can see how he really looks ill. What's the film called again, sorry? Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Okay. Or Black Bottom. What's it called? What's it about? Um, I was going to read it out. So the plot is basically Ma Rainey and her band, they go to a recording studio and tensions rise as her and her band gather at a recording studio in Chicago in 1927. Viola Davis plays Ma oh, Rainey. Very good actress. And Chabot Bozeman plays one of the, I think it's a trumpet players. Um, he plays, it says on IMDb, Levy Green. And you've got Carmen Domingo who plays Cutler. He plays a piano. Um, a really good cast. Not a big name cast, but a really good film. Very tense. It's only set in one location. Oh, that is good. And really tense film, but really good. Chabot Bozeman, I'm not just saying it because it's his last performance, but you can tell that he's giving everything to it. Oh, and it, I think it adds to the film. His character is very much the tense centerpiece of it. And as much as Viola Davis is amazing, Ch Chadwick Boseman does steal the show. So that is why it's my number nine. Definitely recommend watching it. Nice, I've not seen that film, so I might have to watch that. I'd be mm. like you with Night Teeth. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Give it a go. Nice, is it? What's it called? Ma Rainey's Black Bottom? Yeah. Black Bottom? Yeah. Because right, cool. you can't say English. No, no, no. It's Black like Bottom. Shaft. 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 You can't say Shaft. That just sounds silly. That's yeah, a Shaft. That's stupid. Shaft. <laughs> <laughs> so my number nine of 2021 is actually my, um, I think it's my only animated film. Mm -hmm. Is it? Maybe it is. Um, yeah, so my number nine film was a film I really, really enjoyed. A really nice feel-good film was Luca. You know what? I'm just going to get over and done with that's my number eight. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. We watched it when um, we went away with uh, Maid Marian. Maid Marian, shout oh, out. Shout out, and, Maid Marian. Um, we watched it then. And I, really I sort nice of film. saw that it came out and it's about friendships and brotherhoods and very much accepting people who are different and outcasts. And it's a really good film. I really enjoyed it. But yeah, you said number nine yeah yeah it is my number nine it's a bit like well Jason's touched on a few of the things there and Disney are always very good at touching on some serious issues with a light hearted touch so yeah they're really good at that so um, I guess they've done it for long enough um, but yeah it's a really nice film about Luca who's half um, not mermaid but you know what I mean he's a half he's a sea monster sea monster that's it and half human oh no so um, he's a sea monster I don't know if he is half human or not but basically when, when he, he comes, comes out, out on land sea. yeah he turns in, he turns into a human when he's not on water that's it and it's really, and then he makes a friend, doesn't he? Uh, I forget his name because an A is like um, Anthony. So Alfredo. Alfredo, that's it. Cause he's Italian, of course yeah, he is. Alfredo, and they want to buy Alberto. 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 Yeah, that's it. And they want to get a Vespa, don't they? And then they do the race. But yeah, it's really, really good film. Um, it's on Disney+. Plus. Um, you should go, definitely watch it, guys, if you haven't seen it. It's a really, really good film. Um, yeah, it's really good. In fact, it gives me a chance to continue because obviously there you, go. you already said you're number eight. One number thing about Luca, which is hilarious, is the cat, which um, whenever it... Because the cat sees it's a sea monster <laughs> and it just keeps going... Mm -hmm. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Penny. <laughs> 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 Ernie just trying to eat it probably, probably. <laughs> as per his usual yeah we go to your number eight now my number we go straight to my number eight in fact which I mean if it's your number seven it'd be really funny uh, but my number eight actually of last year a film I watched and Sophie as well made me watch it but I will say thank you Sophie because I really enjoyed it number eight was Cruella oh yeah I haven't seen that 
I, no. you know, for a minute, I thought it was going to be no number seven. But <laughs> Sophie wouldn't have made you watch that. <laughs> <laughs> but my number eight is Cruella, um, which is obviously a bit of a prequel, so to speak, about Cruella. And you know how they do films like Joker and like obviously Black Widow and stuff like that, where they do a bit of a film about a particular person. They talk about the, how Cruella became how she was. Much like Joker, but worse. But obviously, because Joker was a phenomenal film. But Cruella was really good. Emma Stone, which is worth watching, just watching Emma Stone, and played a really good character. Um, she played a really good Cruella. Emma Thompson was in it. She played a really good role. Um, and it was just a really good film, actually. I still really enjoyed it um, more than I was expecting to. I think that's why it's on the list. Not because it was one of the best films of 2021, because when you actually look at online reviews, I think they think otherwise. But it was a film that I really enjoyed, so I didn't expect to enjoy it. Um, but it was really, really good. So um, if you haven't seen it, go and see it on Disney+. Plus. Really worth a watch. Um, Cruella. And that's my number eight and number nine rolled into one because I've had a bit of more speech. <laughs> I forgot to say, this podcast is sponsored by Disney+. Plus. We can get all your greatest Pixar, Star Wars and Marvel series and films. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sign up now. Um, get 10% <laughs> off when you say Jason Aaron raising the bar 10. <laughs> <laughs> We're not serious. Don't do that. Yeah, please don't do that. You won't actually get 10% off. <laughs> If only we were sponsored by Disney Plus, that would be the nuts, wouldn't it? I can't imagine. Oh. Free subscription every year. Oh, well, not even that. Think about all the uh, opportunities we could have. Then we could be involved in other shows that are on there. I, I, you've seen me in other films, such as Snow White. It's like, what's his name? What's his name in The Simpsons always does that? Oh, Troy McClure. Troy McClure, that's it. <laughs> it would be like Troy McClure. <laughs> so what's your number seven? Well, my number seven, I can't see Sophie making you watch this. So it's not Corella. No. It's a Netflix film, came out this year, but you wouldn't have thought so because it recently had a prequel come out. It is, I think it was March time, Army of the Dead. Yep. Yeah, Netflix film, that. the basically zombie apocalypse and a bunch of, it's a heist film. So characters basically have, Vegas is walled off with zombies inside and there's, t- you know, God knows how many zombie variants and a group of people basically have a heist to steal a, load of money and a vault from Vegas before it explodes because the government are going to blow it up but really uh, it wasn't I wouldn't look at it and say this is the best film ever but I love the world building it does I love how fun it is how it doesn't really take itself too seriously it sets itself up for many different films as well I really enjoyed the main characters Um, there is funny though the um, lady who played helicopter, helicopter pilot was originally a man and then I think he had some stuff come out about him. So they had to digitally insert her into it. So when I watched it first, I didn't notice. But every time I've seen clips of it, there's clips online where really? it says all of her scenes. And it's very obvious. Is it helicopter pilot, the German girl? No, no, no. That's the American woman with the sort of shortish hair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now. But, um, I thought that was going to be a man. Yeah, that was meant... No, it was a man. He was in the film. And then stuff came out about him. So they had to basically cast her and digitally insert her acting into those scenes via wow, green screen you wouldn't have noticed if you first watch it but when you watch the clips again because you know it's obvious but you wouldn't know if you didn't hang on is this an army of the dead or is this an army of the army of the dead oh, okay then cool but I really enjoyed it the world building the characters the camaraderie all the fan theories as well are fun oh, yeah, really she's enjoy really it. military is she she's That's like it, come yeah. on now man <laughs> She's really funny. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah. She's a good actress that they cast to replace him. It's probably better off. There you go. Well, hey, that's my number seven, Army of the Dead. Good choice. 
I've seen that film. I also enjoyed that film. There you so go. We'll Very see if it makes well. it onto my list or not. Um, but do you want to know my number seven? No, I want to know your number seven. Let's go for it. Let's do it. So my number seven of this year is a film we've already mentioned because Black Widow. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, I thought there'd be a few crossovers in this episode. Yeah, I think there would be as well. We've yeah, we've really had a couple of them with having Luca and Black Widow. But um, yeah, that's a film I really enjoyed um, for obvious reasons, as Jason's already pointed out, and I've already mentioned. Um, and it also leads on to another lot of films. As Jason says, and I absolutely agree with him, it's not the best MCU film um, but it is a film that I enjoyed it's a film I enjoyed this it's year enjoyable so. as well got some good fight scenes absolutely so yeah that was worth watching and also seeing um, Scarlett Johansson in All the White was worth it mm. and also the sister in All the White was worth it sorry for anyone who hasn't seen the film that I've now ruined that her sister's in it oh to be fair it's funny when she goes you do all the posing you're such a poser. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Red Guardian. Yeah. Some jokes in it. It's oh, so that was good. Elena. Oh, that was Elena. Like, oh, yeah, that was it. Why you always do this pose where you go down on your leg and you go... That was it. <laughs> and she does it, didn't she? Yeah. She's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's a very good She's film. She's so funny. I love it. She is yeah. very good in that film. So now I need to find out what your number six is. Ooh, my number six. I don't know if you've seen it, but I definitely told you about it. Released in 2021, February... Yep. Starring Daniel Kaluuya, yep. Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh yeah, I did see that one on there. Yeah. Funny enough, I wrote that down as one to watch. It is about a true story based on, I'll read out a bit of the plot. Um, offered a plea deal by the FBI, William O'Neill infiltrates the Illinois chapter of the Black Panther Party to gather intelligence on Chairman Fred Hampton. Oh cool. Really good film and it made me, I, I saw Daniel Kaluuya in Get Out and obviously he's in Black Panther in a minor yeah. role. And I thought, yeah, he's a good actor, really good. But when you see him in that, you're like, wow, this guy, you just, yeah, every time he's on the screen. I'm not one of those people that always goes, oh, I notice an actor and they're really good. But when I watch him in that film, he's really good. Yeah, people raved about that, funny enough. I watched, yeah. um, I forget what I watched the other week, but I watched, oh, that was it. I watched um, the um, Evening with Adele, you know, the performance with yeah, Adele. She and said, she was talking about how good he was in it. Yeah. And um, I thought, and I remember actually you telling me about it, saying you must watch this film. It was really, really good, good, but I still haven't watched it. True story, and obviously everything that happens, it's obviously aligned with the Black Lives Matter movement nowadays we've had a Black Panther movement we're very aggressive not the same as Black Lives Matter but it's a very aggressive movement back then and obviously they were tracked by the FBI which is mad to think that is mad really good film it's got Lakeith Stanfield in it as well he's also a really good actor who's so, that? Um, he was in oh um, he's been in a few remember the I'm not going to say it. You might put it on your list. But do you remember Get Out? The yeah. guy who actually shouts at him, Get Out. Oh, I see. That right, guy yeah. with a straw hat. Him. Oh, okay then. Um, but yeah, he. Yeah, that's why it's my number six. Nice. Good choice. So, I like that one. I've not seen it, but I must watch yeah, it. Yeah, I do remember you mentioning it. it now. Really would recommend you it. to me. It was really good. So I must watch that film, definitely. Mm. So my number six, actually, oh, is... sorry. Just to a uh, thingy. I'm just going to do a quote from the film. He does this bit where he keeps saying... Uh, this is um, Daniel Kaluuya, Fred Hampton. He keeps saying, I am a revolutionary. And he just keeps <laughs> repeating it over and over again. And he's just like, I am a revolutionary. It's, really, it's a really good scene. Really that is good. good. Sounds good. Yeah. Empowering. It is. Empowering. Yeah. Fist up. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. We're all about that. Um, but yeah, so my number six actually is a film that might be on your list because I know that you've also seen it. Um, but it was also out this year. My number six is Nobody. You'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> but that was a film I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, very much an action film um, about basically a guy looking to get revenge. Um, and a bit more... I, feel, I can't fully remember the plot. I haven't got it on my phone. And obviously we're in a different room. I can't refer to MAC, I'm afraid. Ooh. Because our third man, MAC, isn't with us because it's in the other room. Um, but I'm sure that I've we... I've got can... IPAD. 
IPAD we can use, yeah, which is our fourth man, we'll call it, IPAD. So um, we can use Jason's iPad and see if we can find out the plot, because I can't fully remember it. So All the I plot, remember oh, is I a lot of action, and it's very, um, very so good. Hutch Mansell, basically an ordinary man, and... Um, he used he to be gets, an ex... Thing, he used to be ex-assassin, you know, all that typical John Wick stuff. Yeah. Um, it says the plot here, he fails to defend himself or his family when two thieves break into his suburban home one night. The aftermath of the incident soon strikes a match to his long-simmering rage. In a barrage of fists, gunfire and squealing tyres, Hutch must now save his wife and son from a dangerous adversary and ensure he'll never be underestimated again. That's it. Thank you very much, Jason. Very eloquently read. I tried. <laughs> that was very, very good. So that's exactly what it's about. And it was a really good film. I actually remember someone at my work, Joe, telling me about it, saying he must watch this film. It's really, really good. Um, so I watched it and it was really, really good. So <laughs> even, even Sophie enjoyed it, actually, even though there was a lot of shooting and action mm. and the whole scene on the bus, which was the absolute bollocks. Sorry for any language. <laughs> but it was a really, really good film and very easy watching. And it was very, very enjoyable. And also, for people like me, of film fans, it wasn't very long. So um, it was yeah, definitely. It was barely any time at all, wasn't it? Absolutely. So it was definitely enjoyable. So, um, yes, yeah, so that was my number six on the list. And now we are into the top five. <laughs> Turn away to the fab zone. <laughs> <laughs> so, your number five. My number five, actually. I think I was a bit harsh because I should have put it higher. But anyway, let's see what your number five is. Well, my number five is a film that is a very long time ago. It came out in 1993. Yeah? Um, but I only just watched it this year somehow. It's called Falling Down. Sorry, right. Michael Douglas. It's about an ordinary office worker, just an ordinary man, and he's, you don't realise it at the start of the film, but he's unemployed, he's divorced as well, and he gets increasingly frustrated with life and eventually just snaps. So the beginning of the film is him in his car in traffic in LA, sweating, getting abuse from people, and he just gets out of his car and just wanders around LA and bit by bit he starts losing his sanity and basically gets a gun and starts shooting out and, try, and you find out all these little things like how he lost his job and he's divorced and he can't he's got restraining order from his wife but really good really good film because I, I always think of Michael Douglas as I hate to use this word but sleazy like that sort of like that womanizing charming person whenever you see him in roles he's always very similar to that apart from Hank Pym yeah. But in this film, he's very much the opposite. Really good film. And I really enjoyed it. Would definitely recommend watching it. It's called Falling Down. Falling Down? I'm not seen, I've not even heard of that film before. Yeah, his character in it, um, I've forgotten his character's name, but he's referred to as Defens because that's his number plate. Oh, okay. But obviously, Kari leaves behind when yeah. he just walks away in traffic. Of course. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. I've not heard of that film before. So, mm. yeah, so that sounds good. Yeah. Is it long? Oh, it is. Yeah. We'll use MA, so we're going to go to IPAD. We're going to go to IPAD, guys. So when we get the answer, we're going to go to it. What does it say? Do, 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 this is just like being in football now, that we have to wait for the result and find out what the result is. It's meant to be good for It is 113 minutes. I didn't think it, it doesn't really feel that long because, as I said, it's very much just him going around LA, slowly yeah. losing his sanity. But yeah, definitely recommend the watch. Falling Down is my number five. Nice. So I'm going, to swap, I'm, I'm going to do a last minute change here, guys. I'm swapping, uh, my, I'm swapping my number five, my number four. Oh, uh, of course he is. I am. So, But to be fair, both of them are too low down, actually, really. But anyway, my number five um, for films that I have seen this year, another film that was released this year, massive, massive hype for it, which is why I've swapped it with my number five, um, is Red Notice. 
Mm, okay. Yeah, which is a very good film. A massive hype for it all year. Um, Ryan Reynolds, Dwayne Johnson. The main reason it's on this list, which is it's got Gal Gadot in it. <laughs> um, but it was um, a really good film. Um, obviously about the guy, a guy who's a thief um, and a man who also is the policeman who arrested him, who then gets framed by another thief um, and gets put in prison with him. And they work together to try and take down the other thief who put them both in prison and just um, sort of overcame them, so to speak. But um, it's a really good film um, on Netflix again. Again, it's been massively hyped all year, so you may or may not have heard about it, um, but it's been massively hyped as the year's gone by. But yeah, it's really good, so it's um, definitely worth a watch. Um, I forget how long it is, I think it's just under two hours. Um, but yeah, that was a good film. It was originally number, number four, but I swapped it, so it's now number five, um, because I realised number five film just to slowly creep up. But um, yeah, that's a really, really good film, worth a watch, um, quite easy viewing, but also you do need to pay attention through it, because a lot happens, which also makes it quite exciting. Um, but yeah, Red Notice is my number five. Yes, that's, I only watched it not too long ago, actually. It's that sort of globe-trotting adventure film, similar in tone to Jumanji films that Dwayne Johnson does as well yes but yeah i agree really enjoyable i really enjoyed it it's just a fun easy film to put on wasn't it yeah absolutely yes so it was really good definitely worth a watch um and really enjoyed that one actually um yeah but it was just number five because weirdly there's other films that i enjoyed more which seems a bit weird thinking about it now because i did enjoy red notice uh, mainly because of gal gadot <laughs> but yeah but that was my number five basically so he enjoyed gal gadot i did i enjoyed gal gadot and the film was a bonus <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yes, yeah, so that was good. So, what's your number four? My number four, uh, you wouldn't have watched this. Um, it came out in 2019. Nice. So relatively new. It stars Florence Pugh, who played you, Yelena. All right. And That's it's cool. called Midsummer. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know that film. Yeah, really creepy, yeah, freaky film. Horrible. Um, the plot here, I don't want to say too much about giving much away because you'd have to watch it. Um, so Florence Pugh plays Danny. Um, Danny's psychological trauma affects her relationship with her lover, her boyfriend, Christian. On Google it says her lover, but it is her boyfriend. However, when they visit their friend's ancestral, ancestral commune in an effort to mend things, it changes their lives forever. So the film is primarily set in Scandinavia, I think Sweden. Uh, but it's very much in the world of... Sweden Erikson there, because he's from Sweden. Oh my God. Just like the song. <laughs> I didn't bring him here. <laughs> uh, but it's really creepy really it's a film that's definitely worth a watch more than once I've only seen I watched it when we went away um, same time as we watched Luca but I got up early and watched it on my own because I thought I just need something to watch really I should not have watched it that early because it's a lot to take in <laughs> and because it's very much about a cult it's very it isn't a violent film per like, majorly but it has its violent moments but it's mainly a very creepy psychological film where you think, what the hell? Now, what have you... At the end of the film, I literally just sat there thinking, what have I just watched? And I thought, I have to watch something animated and fun. Because I, <laughs> I can't just have this in my head at 8 o'clock in the Alberto. morning. Alberto! Yeah. Alberto! Ciao, Alberto! Ciao, Alberto! <laughs> but yeah, that's why I really enjoyed it. Oh, there, there weren't any Vespers in this film. But yeah, it was... Um, Florence Pugh gives a really good performance as well. And the music in it is really good. The themes in it are really good. And it has a really good ending as well. I love I love a film with a good ending. Yeah. When it has a good ending that pays off a lot of the film, you think, wow. Nice. That is a quality film. But yeah, that is why Midsummer is my number four. 
Good choice. Yeah, I'd tell Soph about that, actually, to watch that. She probably mm. wants to watch it anyway, but I've probably just batted it off many times to watch something else. You like wouldn't like notice. it, but Sophie might, but you wouldn't like it. Oh, I'll get her to watch it when I'm not around then. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I've almost considered swapping my number four my number three, you know. I'm not going to, but I almost considered swapping my number four to put it up some more yeah, because it was that yeah, good. Look, look, the king of swapping over here. Oh. I know, yeah. I just keep swapping them around. Swappy swap. But um, I'm not going to. This is going to be now number four, so... My number four film also came out this year. Really good film. I think it's going to be on Jason's list, actually. No number four film was Free Guy. I'll also, say it now. Not on my list. Is it not? Nope. Oh, okay. Well, I really enjoyed it. It's an honourable mention. It, I'll <laughs> say that. It was very good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Ryan Reynolds in the film. A bit like... It's got a bit of the Truman Show about it. Because yeah. it's kind of in a, it's in a game, isn't it? It's like Ready Player One meets the Truman Show. That's it. That's exactly how I'd describe it. So it was, but it was very much, very, very enjoyable. And a bit of the Matrix as well. Yeah, a little bit. But it was very enjoyable. Really funny film. And um, also the guy who was um, Korg in the Marvel films, which I didn't realise <laughs> is in it. Um, what's his name again? Taika Waititi. Him. Um, and he is really funny as well, because of mainly because of his accent. Um, but yeah, it's a really good film. Out on Disney Plus this year as well, so I know we're giving a lot of shout-outs to Disney Plus, but Disney Plus have had some good films. So, um, yeah, Free Guy was another one of them, and we thoroughly, well, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Obviously, Jason didn't enough because it wasn't his top ten. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but it was really, really good. Um, it's really, really fun, easy viewing, um, and Jodie Comer's in it, actually, as well. She is, is yeah. Yeah, so um, that was really good. She's a good actress as well. Uh, but yeah, it's really worth a watch. So if any of you guys haven't watched it, make your way over to Disney Plus. We're making. If we weren't sponsored by Disney Plus, we definitely should be now. So we're giving <laughs> all of their films some good mentions. But um, yeah, number four, um, Free Guy. Um, head over and watch it. Definitely well worth viewing. Well, yeah, I can agree. Free Guy was really good and it is quotable. But I, yeah, it just didn't make the top ten. That's, that's fine. Yeah. yeah, it's because I did top 10, because when it's with yours, you've done top 10 of films you watched this year. I've done top 10 of films that I watched that came out this year. Yeah, exactly. Which, to be fair, most of mine did, or all of mine Oh, did. yeah. Most of mine did as well. It's just a few that haven't. I didn't realise, actually, that Army of the Dead came out this year. I thought it was last yeah, year. Yeah, that's why. Like, when you think about it, you think, did that, that must have come out last year, but no, no, this year. That's how long the year's been. Yeah. So, obviously, with the beginning of the year, we're all in lockdown and COVID, and the way it's going, the end of the year, we could all be in lockdown yeah, and COVID. Not. Fingers crossed. Hopefully, we won't be, but um, yeah, the way it seems to be going, it could be. So, God, we're in the top three. We are in the top three. We got there. Wow. So, um, what's your number three, Mofo? My number three. Number three. I'm not going to lie. Any of my top three could have been number one. Number three. Number three. <laughs> any of them could have been number one. But this one, you got to be some kind of Suicide Squad. It's 2021's mm. The Suicide Squad, sequel to 2016's same titled Suicide Squad. Again, a film I haven't watched, mainly because it's four hours long, but I heard very good it's things. It's so good. It's so good. It stars um, Idris Elba, uh, Michael Rooker. It's got Peter Capaldi and Sylvester Stallone in it as well. And? And Margot Robbie, no. who Aaron loves. And? And? Gal Gadot. No, she's not in it. Is she not in it? No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll kick this moment. <laughs> oh, she's in Justice League. Yeah. I'm getting mixed up. My apologies. Gosh, shocking. Sorry about that. I've had a mare. This is what I have to deal with people. I know. I sorry, guys. I apologise wholeheartedly for getting DC mixed up. Even Rachel would know she ain't in it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but no, was, this was a really funny film. It's James Gunn who directed Guardians of the Galaxy at Marvel. He basically got kicked out of Marvel briefly and he got offered from DC to do any film he wanted. He got Superman or the this and he chose this and it's such a fun film the official plot 
is how the government sends what is called the Suicide Squad, which is a group of criminals who are in prison and they get a chance to reduce their sentence by doing these missions by for Amanda Waller, also played by Viola Davis. Mm. And basically they go to an island and have to take on this giant styro fish which is controlling minds <laughs> yeah there's not much more to say about it but the best part of the film for me there's two best parts oh, yeah, the so you've got rat catcher 2 who is played by so daniela melchior melchior she's really good in it she's i didn't I, when i went into it i was going into it thinking okay it's going to be idris elba's film i'm really going to enjoy his character but i really enjoyed her character she was really good and was the heart and soul of the film he'd done that to a lot you had a character called polka dot man and he managed to be a good character which is weird when you think about it <laughs> polka the man who shoots polka dots out of him but the best part of the film for me is sylvester stallone as king shark <laughs> it's, it's basically group but a shark it is and he just go what well, one quote where he sees a load of fish no 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 when he's the, there's two the first bit is when they're getting the briefing and he points to his hand and goes Han! <laughs> and the second one is when they're in the main building at the end and he sees a load of fish in the tank and he goes <gasps> new dog friends <laughs> like that. and he just runs around after him like a playful kid <laughs> he's so good in it but overall really solid action film I definitely recommend giving it a watch. In fact, I don't know why I haven't seen it. I think it's because I got it mixed up with the four-hour Justice League. Yeah, yeah. So I got it mixed up. That so I ain't gonna watch yeah, that. That was this year, four hours long. But yeah, that Suicide, is... the Suicide Squad, definitely worth a watch. I have to watch that. Especially, I remember you telling me about King Shark <laughs> and <laughs> nom 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 nom. <laughs> so jokes. Good old Stallone. <laughs> Should I get my number three out there? Let's get your number three out there. Good news. We've already said it. It's Army of the Dead. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Slash Army of Thieves. Yeah. Because I thought Army of Thieves was that issue. Army of the Dead was last year. Yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, but Army of Thieves um, I really enjoyed, which is a prequel to Army of the Dead. Um, but they were both very good films, mainly because of um, Dieter, who is the safecracker fellow, who is the main character in Army of Thieves and also in Army of the Dead. Um, but the film itself, both of them, in fact, are very, very good. Mm. So um, if you have not seen them, Jason's given you a bit of a synopsis about them earlier. Look at me with synopsis. Um, but yeah, so that's my number three. There's not much more to say because Jason said it all earlier. But very good films. Um, please go on to Netflix and watch them all both because they're well worth it, mainly because of Dieter. Yeah, he's he's hilarious. The God he? Of Damn <laughs> <laughs> He was really good in the prequels. Well, I definitely, yeah, I'd agree with that. Really yeah. good films. He was good really funny. He's a really funny character. It's like, have you got any questions? Yes, <laughs> I have lots of questions. And he just has always has questions. He's so funny. And also in Army of Thieves, it's got um, Natalie Emmanuel who was in the Fast oh, yeah. and Furious films. Last couple of them. Gus Khan as well. Yes, and them. Pretty and, random. And then there's a lady who's German who's in it. Who's German. She is German. She's actually out. the guy who plays Dieter. She's his wife in real life. Oh, really? Yeah. What, the girl who plays that? The girl guy? who plays the one who walks into Ruby. the back. Ruby. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that his wife? Yeah, in real life, yeah. Did not know that. Yeah, when I watched fun it. Fun fact, fun fact. There you go, fun fact. Fun fact. It's Friday, Rachel. It's a fun fact Friday. Oh, fun fact. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, obviously, he's obviously dead number three. So um, now we're into the top two. So what is second on your list? Well, I think I know what it's going to be. I was very much tied between these two. It was going back and forth. But nine number two, you're going to be surprised by it. No, I think I know it. It's a film came out last year called Palm Springs. Mm. 
What is that film? It's a time loop film. So it's about a man, let's see his name. His name's Niles, and he had a lady, girl called Sarah. Um, they're both basically attendants at a wedding, but what we don't know is that Sarah enters a time loop when she walks into a cave in the middle of nowhere that Niles has been in for God knows how long. And it's like Groundhog Day in that sense. Yeah. So they're both stuck in this time loop, living this wedding day over and over again of all these events that are happening throughout and it's them trying to get out of it. And they have a bit of a romance as well, but I really liked it. I think it was one of those where it's quite an indie film in a way, not a big film, and I didn't really expect much of it. I thought it's gonna be okay, but I really enjoyed it. It, it probably would would have been my number one if for other reason, but yeah, really would recommend watching it. It is on Amazon Prime. But yeah, the plot of the film is here. Stuck in a time loop, two wedding guests develop a budding romance while living the same day over and over again. And basically then, yeah, they try and get out the time loop throughout it, but it focuses on these two characters played by Andy Samberg and Kristen Milioti. Oh, very nice. It sounds a bit like um, there's a film with two people having a romance-ish, which is Source Code um, from years ago. I said to look it sort up. Of, but not a serious, it's very much a comedy slash drama. Oh, like I see. A, not like Yeah, that, not action that's... or anything. It's very much like a comedy slash drama. It, like, it's not oh, laugh okay. out loud funny, but it's a comedy drama sort no of. No lols. Yeah, there are. <laughs> there's more lols in this one there on source code yeah like, definitely I couldn't, I couldn't even remember the film source I remembered the film and I thought what's it called and I had to look it up on um, my phone which is um, um, S-A-M-S-U-N-G um, so I had to look it up just then um, but now I found that out so that was good so okay cool I didn't even hear that film so where was it um, on is it on Netflix or Prime. something Prime mm. nice let's watch that there cool I had to watch a bit of Palm Springs and I'll tell her Sophie she'll probably be interested Nice, so do you want to know my number two? Let's hear your number two. My number two is a film I'm surprised you haven't mentioned actually. Yeah. Because I really enjoyed it. And you told me you really enjoyed it as well. So it could be your number one, but if what the other film that's my number one isn't your number one, I'll be shocked. Um but my number two was Shang Chi. Yeah, I did really enjoy it, but it just wasn't as good as the others on my list. No, ah, cool. I'll be honest. Like, cool. it, was, it was really good and if it wasn't for the fact that Black Widow was the first film that I went to the cinema to see it probably would have been on there but yeah, yeah just it was great good film but not yeah. quite top 10 material no. I really enjoyed it I enjoyed all the action I enjoyed the character actually who is Shang-Chi um, I enjoyed the story because mm. the thing is a bit with some of the other films that I haven't or haven't put on my list um, that I thought I wasn't going to enjoy Shang-Chi I thought oh not another hero person who's not who's in the multiverse who comes out I don't really fancy another one we've got enough people we don't need any more and I thought oh this is going to be rubbish and then I watched it and it was really good because mm. I think you told me it was really good yeah. and then someone at work told me it was really good so I thought alright I must watch it it's got a lot of really good fight scenes um, but what ruined it for me not ruined it but made it annoying was that a lot of Marvel films they have this thing of the third act last bit of the film is just a giant CGI monster taking on the hero and I get a bit tired of that yeah I, I know thought, what you mean towards the end of the film I'm not going to say who spoilers but I thought oh, it's going to be a really great fight scene between these two characters to the death and then Shang-Chi will probably win it but it was going to be really good but instead you just get this giant CGI monster and it's just like, oh, for God's sake, not I know again. what you mean. I know what you mean by that. I get that. So, But yeah, I really enjoyed the film nonetheless. And I enjoyed it because there was quite a bit of driving in it. I enjoyed that there was a lot of action in it, like mm. you said. I enjoyed it was in San Francisco, which is a city that Jason and I love very much. Shout mm-hmm. out to Uncle Stephen. Um, but it was a city we really love, and um, it was really good. Um, but the fight scenes were great. I really enjoyed watching it. I was excited to watch it, and I would happily watch it again. It wasn't going to be number one because my number one was set out from the get-go. Um, but yeah, it was very close to being it. So number two for me was Shang-Chi. 
in a rhyme. So um, let's see, Jason, the recap of yours um, and find out what your number one is. Right, so, a bit obvious what number one is, but let's just go over <laughs> anyway. Uh, number 10 is Black Widow. Number 9 was Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Number 8 was Luca. Number 7 was Army of the Dead. Number 6 was Judas and the Black Messiah. I am revolutionary. <laughs> number 5 was Falling Down. Number 4 was Midsummer. Number three was The Suicide Squad. Number two was Palm Springs. Uh, my honorable mentions. So I did put, obviously, Free Guy and Nobody. Um, Concrete Cowboy with Idris Elba. Really good oh, yeah, film. Good. Caleb McLaughlin's co-starred in it as well. And One Night in Miami with um, basically about Muhammad Ali, um, what was his name, Sam Cooke, and a couple others who were in a hotel room in Miami um, during the Black Power Movement in the 60s. Oh, yeah. And it's... A, I don't want to say fictional, but it's a yeah a fictional take of what actually happened that night where they did actually meet up, but a fictional take on it. So who was it met up? Was it Muhammad Ali, Sam Cooke, uh, and some other up. people? So well, while you get that up, that was really interesting. So, and I'm going to go through mine actually while you look it up because I think that and one's going to be the same. So mm. <laughs> what I'll do is I'll go through mine as well. Now that you've done yours, so um, it was Malcolm X, Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, football NFL star, and Sam Cooke. Oh wow, that's cool. Mm. Nice. So that's wicked. Have you got any other honorable mentions? Sorry, I can't um, cut you down. No, no, no other honorable mentions. So that one's called One Night in Miami. Yeah. Came out last year, but it's on Prime. Nice. I had to watch that. So we'll go through mine as well because I've got a feeling that Jason and I are going to have to say number one. <laughs> um, so my number 10 was Night Teeth. See it on Netflix. Number nine was Luca. Luca, Alberto. Um, number eight was Cruella, good film. Number seven, Black Widow. Um, number six, my girls. <laughs> number six was Nobody. Number five was Red Notice. Number four was Free Guy. Finishing sentence. Um, number three was Army of Thieves slash Army of the Dead. And number two was Shang-Chi. Um, and my special mentions um, were Kate, which I thoroughly enjoyed because it was like John Wick but female. Um, the Harder They Fall. Mm. Um, which is a good film that was out recently and I had to put it down even though I didn't overly enjoy it compared to the original was coming to America um, mm. but I didn't I will say I put it down because I enjoyed it because it was entertaining and easy watching I didn't it was never going to be in top 10 because I didn't enjoy it anywhere near as much as the original I'm afraid to say sorry Eddie Murphy mm. um, but I did enjoy it nonetheless um, especially with having Wesley Snipes in it and like every artist from the 90s who did R&B in the, um, in the in the funeral scenes that was quite entertaining but that was in mind and I've also put down Fast 9 and Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard not because they're my favourites but because they're ones I need to watch to see if they would make the top 10 because I've not seen either of them so yeah, yeah. so let's find out what Jason's number one is well, see if it's the same as mine my number one is Legally Blonde. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> it is, of course, No Time To Die. And it's mine as well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as James I, Bond fans, I won't it's reveal the same. whether it's my favourite Bond film or not, or where it is on my list, because that is for another time. But it was partially because of the wait for it. Obviously, it was such a wait to see this film, and I was so buzzed for it, so hyped for it. Whenever it got cancelled, I was crying. Mm. And the buzz for it and everything just added to it. And also, the film itself, really good send-off for Daniel Craig. I obviously won't um, spoil the ending. I won't discuss that. But it's a really good emotional payoff for Daniel Craig's run as Bond. It very much cements that this is his James Bond. He's not linked to others. Where People who have this codename period, James Bond, no. Um, it very much cements he is James Bond. He is his own one. He is not Roger Moore, Pierce Brosnan, all those that were before him. And the person that comes after him won't be the same person as well. It'll be a new James Bond in a new reboot. 
So, and the, some of the characters, I said, I really enjoyed Paloma. So she, was she was such a good, good character. She was a really good actress. Uh, in it. I have three weeks training. Like, <laughs> I, I, I found her so funny, and she was barely in it, but she was so good. She, I wish she was in it more. It was a shame, really, because she was in it for no time. And not only is Anna Diama stunning, but she mm. also played a really funny, good character in that film. Yeah. It was a shame there wasn't more time. And I'm sure that a lot of fan, people who watch that film and James Bond fans will say exactly the same thing. And I felt like her and Daniel Craig had really good chemistry. And it's not that I think they're terrible, but. They have more chemistry than Daniel Craig had with Leah Seydoux. Yeah? Do yeah. you think so? I mean, Madeline Swan is not my favourite Bond girl. No, she's not mine either. She was very good in this film, but she's not my favourite Bond girl. And the only thing that I said I criticised, I didn't like all the Honor Majesty Secret Service callbacks. It basically felt like they're just remaking it. But I, personally, if you're a James Bond fan, you know they're pretty much adapting the Only Live Twice novel. The Only Live Twice novel, sorry. Yeah. What, for this film? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. A lot of plot beats from this film are in that book. Do you reckon they're writing a new novel for next year, James? Yeah, well, it's called With a Mind to Kill. Yeah, they announced it. Yeah, yeah. basically, um, the opposite of No Time to Die. It sounds sort of similar. <laughs> With a Mind to Kill, No Time to Die. It sort of sounds similar. Yeah, they, they announced a plot saying that at M's funeral and the man who's accused of killing him was James Bond. And that's all they've revealed at the moment. Yeah, so I heard about weird. that. But um, yeah, No Time to Die, oh, sorry, was a really good spectacle. And a really good film as well. A really good Bond film and a great send-off for Daniel Craig. Um, I will say, we're going to... If you don't want any spoilers, turn away for a minute from now. How did you feel about them killing off James Bond? What? You can't tell people that now. Well, I gave them the warning. Yeah, but people are going to still listen. Yeah, but I said for a minute. So, what did you... No, no, no. No. What do you think? I gave them a minute. (laughs) I gave them a minute. What do you think? Of them killing off James Bond. <laughs> I love that. I'm not going to spoil it. But anyway, I'm going to tell you that anyway. Yeah, because so, it's a big talking point of the film. It is a big talking point, And I feel it was the wrong thing to do. Um, I feel if they have not blatantly killed him, then it wouldn't have been... I would have enjoyed it more. But I don't think that killing him was the right thing to do, in my opinion. I think if they'd have made it so that it was a bit sceptical as to if he died or not, which, if you watch the film, you'll see what goes on at the end. But it was... I don't think there was any scepticism if he died or not. Um, but, um, in my opinion, I don't think killing him off was the right thing to do. Fair enough. That's fair enough. I didn't agree with it at the time, but I'm coming to terms with it. Because I think if you didn't kill him off, then people would just think... Oh, but James Bond's a code name now, and look, this new Bond isn't Bond, that's a new one. Whereas you kill him off, you can just go, okay, this new reboot, this is a new James Bond. Yeah, but, that's yeah. true, I get that. But as a long-time Bond fan, I do have to agree, it was hard at first. But yeah, that spoiler chat over. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, I didn't tell him to do it. Hey, at least I'm not swapping every minute. I didn't, the swapping <laughs> is not the same. <laughs> it is. <laughs> swapping is not the same. I don't know but yeah, about. we can tell why, as massive James Bond fans, it was always going to be No Time to Die as number one. And yeah, that is our number one film of 2021 absolutely so all the films in the list were good I mean my number one was always going to be James Bond to be honest but a lot of the films on my list were good I mean Shang-Chi I really enjoyed Red Notice was good actually and Free Guy they're two films that Red Notice was very hyped but Free Guy was a film I knew very little about and immensely enjoyed so for anyone who hasn't seen that that'll be my top recommendation for a film to watch this year is definitely um, Free Guy as well as Luca actually yeah because that was a really lovely film But I definitely say all my films are good, but I would definitely recommend watching all the top five of mine. No doubt. Mm. I'm going to watch that one Falling Down as well. That yeah, it's really good. Really I've never heard good. of that film before. It's like, it's very ahead of its time in the sense of a man who just breaks down and cracks and goes against everyone. Nice. Oh, cool. I'll have to watch that. Yeah. That'd be great. Well, 
That is our top 10 films of 2021, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. And um, we're going to have more episodes to come. So we will have an episode talking about TV shows. So that is going to be to come. Um, but yeah, but thank you so much, guys, for listening to our top 10 films. We hope you enjoyed them. And um, yeah, we thank you so much for listening. Make sure to share some notes with us on Instagram. Um, and we're going to try and get some videos going. We need to get some more social media going, really. So we apologize. It's been a bit quiet. As Jason mentioned, he's been in Edinburgh and I've been not doing anything. <laughs> but yeah, we'll try and do some more social yeah, media work to get you it? guys involved and get you guys interacting with us because we really appreciate your guys' mm. support and everything you guys do. So thank you so much again for listening to us. And you can follow us on instagram at raising the bar dot podcast absolutely well done jason that was a good little yeah, end there dropping it in definitely forgot to do that because <laughs> otherwise then we're going who the hell are these idiots um, <laughs> but yeah so thank you so much guys look forward to this listening to our next episode um yeah and you guys be good you guys be good <laughs> <laughs>